You, you want to see something really scary? What's the boogeyman? As a matter of fact, it was. I am the devil, and I am here to do the devil's work. Welcome to the Grave Plot Podcast. Welcome everybody to episode 227 of Grave Plot Podcast. I am Skeletoni. I am Taylor of Terror. Welcome back to the program. Um, hey. Hey, how's it going? <laughs> all right. Hey. Uh, how you doing, Taylor? You doing all right. Yeah. What's new? Nothing. Yeah, I was unemployment. It sucks. Yeah. The, the honeymoon phase wears out real quick. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I think I probably talked about it last episode. But was, the last time I was unemployed, I was unemployed for almost two years. Yeah. And uh, that really sucked. <clears throat> um, any prospects? Anything? I had... Two different companies uh, emailed me and be like, hey, we want to talk to you. What's your phone number? And I said, here it is. And then I never heard from them again. Yeah, they, they do that. <clears throat> the thing you got to look out for is temp agencies. Because yeah. they are, they tell you, oh, we've got this great job. But they're, not, they're almost never going to submit you for this great job. They're <laughs> just going to put your name in their uh, files. So when they do have... S- a new client, it's like, oh, well, we've got this person, and then they'll call you. Yeah. But you'll never know when that's coming. Uh, are you just finding, like, how does the job market look? I mean, are there, I keep hearing that, you know, the job market is improving, like, you know, there are more and more jobs, but I haven't looked for myself, obviously. I mean, there's quite a few. It's just finding ones that I'm actually qualified for. Sure. Yeah. A lot of them, the thing I'm seeing a lot is it's like administrative assistant slash graphic designer slash <laughs> webmaster. I'm like, that's three different jobs. Yeah. $15 an hour, bachelor's degree required. Like, go fuck yourself. <laughs> yeah. That's like, there are so many jobs out there that require a degree. And it seems like. I mean, I won't disparage anybody who does have a degree. No, good for you. Yeah, great. Uh, but yeah, smart ass. Um, but uh, it's I've found that a lot of jobs that I have seen in the past, job ads or something, it's not something that actually requires a degree. And a lot of times they don't care what your degree is in. They right. just want you to have one. Yeah. Like. You know, CDL truck driver, bachelor's degree required. For what? Yeah. <laughs> well, it's like my wife used to work in a place uh, where they required a bachelor's degree. I don't know why they required one. To, in my mind, the, the job 
in no way requires you to have a college education, but they required a bachelor, a four-year degree, and it did not matter what that degree was in. Yeah, I've seen jobs for like administrative assistant, where you answer phone calls and send emails and scan documents, and they want a bachelor's degree. I'm like, a teenager can do this. Like, right. yeah, I, I, uh, it, it may be for some companies that they want to have like, it's like, oh, well, our staff is all you know college educated. Whoop de doo, Basil. Yeah. It's like I'm obviously speaking from my point of view, but it's like if I'm out there looking for a vendor of one sort or another, you know, a company that provides a service, if they have a good reputation and they can demonstrate that they can deliver whatever service they're providing, I don't care what their education level is. Yeah, I have over 15 years experience that counts for nothing because yeah. I don't have a bachelor's degree right. yeah I mean, it's like um, you know I've, I've been doing my job for uh, about nine and a half years um, so you know going on a decade um, and it's like if, if I were to ever look for a new job it, part of me is concerned that even though I have all that experience because I don't have a degree it's just like it would be you know probably not even second choice you know yeah but uh, the world we live in. Yeah. It seems like it seems like college is becoming less and less important. Not only because it's overpriced, but it seems like people are just finding jobs that don't require a degree. Um. So I I don't know why companies still put so much stock in a college degree. It seems like I would take like a like a certificate. Sure. Yeah. Or, or like if you if you say a truck driver, I mean, obviously you have to be licensed to be a truck driver, but uh, I don't know. It's some kind of trait, you know. If you if you're specially certified in a particular, like a plumber. Sure. Yeah. Um, if you're certified in a particular job, I would take that more seriously than just some generic business degree. Right. Know? Like, I'm not going to hire a plumber and be like, well, do you have a BA? Right. <laughs> and he'll be like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they might find more success because I think, uh, by and large, a lot of plumbers get paid more than people with four-year degrees. Probably. People don't want to clean their own shit. Yeah. Well, it's like, the job market is so uh, over flooded with people with degrees who can't find jobs. Yeah. And I feel like the problem is just getting worse because, you know, we've got people, you know, finishing their degrees and they go out without any skills because these companies want, it's like, oh, you need a four year degree and five years experience. It's like, well. <laughs> I have my degree because I just spent four years getting it. <laughs> Shouldn't that count for at least four years Something? experience? <laughs> oh, anyway, too much fun. Yeah. Uh, so, how's your how's your holiday season going? Anything interesting going on? Uh, not really. Um, 
You guys don't really get all that festive. I mean, you, you decorate, obviously, but you know. Yeah, I mean, we've been watching our, our Halloween movies. We watched the uh, How the Grinch Stole Christmas yesterday. Christmas movie. Huh? Christmas movie? What did I say? Halloween. Oh. <laughs> um, I've been watching Halloween movies, too. Um, I've been watching a lot of movies. Yeah, I'll bet. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we've been watching our Christmas movies. Um, yeah. Nice. And I've watched the ones that she doesn't want to watch when she's not home. So. <laughs> Yeah, I watched uh, Krampus on Krampus Knock. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, usually we watch them together. I can't really think of many that she just doesn't want to watch. I think really the only like one that she dreads is Bad Santa. Oh, yeah. That's not really on my yearly cycle, so I guess I don't have to really oh, I love that movie. I, I do too. I just never really included it. I started watching the second one just because it like queued up after I finished watching the first one. And I got through about half of it. And I was just like, I don't care about this. It's not as it's not as good. Thurman as an adult is just not the same. Yeah, it's um, it's more sad. <laughs> yeah, like when he's a kid. Well, when he's a kid, it's it's cute. It's cute slash sad. I yeah. think when he's an adult, it's pathetic. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, um, but yeah, the first one's great. Uh, yeah. And then I watched Home Alone because I didn't think she liked it, but then I, I was like, the other night I was like, you want to watch uh, Christmas Vacation? And she was like, not really. And I was like, okay, I'll watch it when you're not there. And then she told me that she would rather watch Home Alone than Christmas Vacation. I was like, oh, I thought it was the other way around, so I already watched Home Alone. No, oh, well, shit. It's okay, I got time. <laughs> um, you know what sucks, though? It's Christmas shopping when you don't have a job. Yes. Just spending money, period. I'm just like, ugh. Yeah. I definitely. You, you started getting your unemployment, right? No, it's still pending. Last two weeks are pending. What? Yeah. There was a paperwork issue that I had to remedy, and it's been pending ever since. Oh, fuck's sake. I guess I wouldn't be Washington if they weren't fucking something up. Yeah. Well, so hopefully it like comes through in one you know big chunk. Right. This all catches up at once. Um, yeah, I mean, when... Uh, there, there was like once or twice when I just, I didn't get paid one week ever for, for whatever reason, and they basically paid me two weeks. And I can't remember what the situation was, but mm. they, if you do, if, it's, if you miss something and it's their fault, they'll reimburse you. Yeah, this was like, they sent me a paperwork... Um, that said, you know, you said you're getting retirement and so you can't get unemployment. And I was like, well, I'm not getting retirement anymore. Like I was getting retirement when I had a job. I think they might be receiving retirement payouts. Right. Yeah. They're, that's the other thing is their website is fucking terrible. Their UI UX is just terrible. Mm -hmm. Um, but so they sent me a letter and I, you know, filled it out and scanned it and sent it back to them through the website. And then they, the deadline passed for that, and they were like, well, you never sent this back to us, so you're denied. And I was like, I did send it back to you. Here it is again. For Christ's sake. And so then that got, like, that was, you know, on their pending issues or whatever it's called page. So that got flipped over to, you know, say approved, but the actual payments are now pending. Uh, that sucks. Bureaucracy! Yeah. But yeah, I I definitely remember 
the holidays when I was not employed. It's like, uh, for, for a long time, in, in the last, you know, five years or so, um, we changed it. But for a long time, my family would buy, like, we'd all buy gifts for everyone. Yeah. And, you know, as, as we got older, the, the price limit went up just because we were all making more money. But, um, yeah, then when I was unemployed, it's like my whole family is just like, oh, you don't have to, you don't have to get us anything. Fine. It's like, like I know they're just like looking out for me, but it still feels bad. Yeah. <laughs> but you guys, you guys just do Secret Santa now, right? It's not really a Secret Santa. We just pick a name. No, it's just not. It's not a secret. Well, nobody ever tells anybody. Like, like couples, they'll exchange like who who they're buying. Sure. For. Yeah. But. We never tell each other, and I don't know why. It's like it was never... So it's like a Secret Santa that you don't really talk about being a Secret Santa. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I guess. It's like when we started it... Uh, um, yeah, I guess what? <laughs> we started it because um, it was just easier because there's a, a, a website where you can set up an event, put all the people in, and it does a draw for you. Does it draw names.com? Yep. <laughs> so we used to. Okay. Um, and, uh, we've been using that for, for, I don't even know how many years. Um, we use that for my girlfriend's family, for my mom's family. Of course, we use my grandmother putting names in a ball, in a bowl. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Grandma's not going to get with the times. Come on. <laughs> um, <clears throat> but, uh, yeah, so we, we draw our names and then we just, nobody ever says like who, it was at no point. Cause I was the one that suggested it in the first place. Um, and at no point did I say, well, this is a secret Santa. It just people, everyone just like never talked about it. And yeah. I was like, okay. Well, that's the implication. Because <laughs> the implication. Right. Um, so wait, are you going to hurt these women? <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Uh, yeah. Christmas. Hey. Yeah, trying to get in the festive season is a uh, It's different when you have a kid. Um, and I feel like I'm still trying to hold on to that, like my, my own the like, magic. Yeah, but it's really hard because I feel like I'm, I'm trying to put everything into the kid, you know, and, yeah. and plus he's, he's like, I was just telling you earlier, he's beat the shit. <laughs> yeah. He's about two and a half years old now. And he's, he's like, just got a terrible twos and he's being a fucking monster all the time. And so I just like, I feel like I'm just always stressed out. <laughs> it's not how I want to be, but, um, it's, uh, it's hard work, <laughs> but, Anyway, yeah, just trying to share, you know, Christmas traditions and stuff. And, um, and so it's difficult because he just has the attention span of a, of a gnat. Um, like last night we were doing, uh, we were decorating cookies. Like my wife wanted to go out and get a cookie decorating kit and just do it as a family. All right. It's like, I mean, I, I don't know how well this is going to go because he doesn't know what he's doing and he wants to cause a mess at every opportunity. <laughs> But okay, sure. 
And then we sat down and um, uh, I, I read, uh, or so we have a little Rudolph ornament and he like wants, like he's always pointing at it. It's like, what's that? That's, that's Rudolph. And we have a Rudolph book, which I read to him. And uh, yeah, last night we were sitting down to do cookies and he, I was like, you, you want to watch Rudolph? Yeah. Like, okay. So I put it on and he paid attention to about 30 seconds of it. <laughs> it gets, I'm sure other parents can relate. Uh, like they, they know my struggle, but it gets harder later at night. Especially if you like, especially like within like the, an hour or so of their bedtime, because they just start getting like loopy and crazy and just completely out of their fucking minds. Um, like he's just like, they'll just like climb up on the couch and start like rolling around and like climbing on us without any kind of like purpose or direction. <laughs> it's almost like he's on drugs or something. And, uh, yeah. Anyway. But I've been told that, uh, you know, as you get older, Christmas starts to lose a little bit of its magic, but you get it back when you have kids. And uh, still waiting on that. <laughs> I imagine it'll probably be better when he's a little older. And, like, you can start telling him about Santa Claus. And, right. You know, that kind of stuff. Um. Oh yeah, we took him to see Santa. Um, the, the place where we got our tree had a Santa Claus. It's a pretty nice Santa Claus too. Like he, like his outfit was pretty authentic looking. Real beard? Yeah, real beard. Nice. It was not like bright white. It was kind of gray, which I, I think is a little more authentic. Because you know, very few men get like these bright white beards. Well, sure, but he's a thousand years old. <laughs> sure, but it, it looked good. It was more of like an old style Santa rather than like the Coca Cola Santa. It didn't fall out because he loved a woman that wasn't clean. <laughs> what? Mr. Santa's sister. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, we, we took him to see him and he, he was so excited. It's like, you want to go see Santa? Yeah. Yeah. You want to tell Santa what you want for Christmas? You want, you want to say, so Santa's lap, say hi? Yeah. Fraggle stick car. <laughs> And we got this. Fine, Fraggle stick card. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> well, then we got there, and uh, he like immediately like turned away and got shy, which I think probably happens with most kids. But <clears throat> uh, it didn't help that the fucking Grinch was sitting right next to him. <laughs> Why would they do that? I don't. I don't know. I don't know. I when I saw this place online. Like, it looked like they, most days they have Mrs. Claus with him. Like, oh, great. But for some reason, that day, they had the Grinch, which it's like a guy in, a, like, a Halloween costume with, you know, a Santa hat on and stuff. Sure. And if it was, like, a more realistic-looking Grinch or a guy with his face painted or something, that would have been better. But this mask he was wearing was just emotionless, had these two <laughs> black eye holes... <laughs> And it's like, if I was two years old, I'd be terrified too. So I think that added to it. But we've been trying to find another opportunity to kind of get like a second shot. Yeah. And at least get, because we took a bunch of pictures and they're terrible. <laughs> um, 
because he would not, like my wife was holding him, he had his face buried in her shoulder, wouldn't even look at the camera. No. And um, yeah, so we're trying, we're trying to try again, uh, but I don't know when that's going to happen. <laughs> also, it's, it seems like with most small Santas, I'm sure you remember going to see Santa, you wait in the line, and you, you, know, you get to go see Santa and okay. take some pictures if you want. You have to make appointments now. What? Yeah. We, we did that last year. We made an appointment, and we missed the appointment slot by, like, 10 minutes. We're like, well, no, you have to go on the standby line now. And we were there for, like, over an hour. No buffer? No 15-minute buffer? Nope. There's, like, no, they told, like, I said, come on, man. We, we missed it by 10 minutes. Please give us a break because there are 15-minute increments. Mm. And he's like, no, they, they said if, we, if you miss your time slot, they, because we were full, like all of our appointments are full. We just we can't let people from other time slots in if they've missed their window. Like, cool. Thanks. Merry Christmas. And trying to keep a at the time one and a half year old entertained standing in line for an hour is quite difficult. Oh yeah. Anyway. Merry Christmas. Did you fuck her, Santa? <laughs> Did you fuck my mom? Did you fuck my fucking mom? Anyway, uh, anything else? No, not really. No. Cool. All right. Well, um, before we change gears and actually start the show, uh, let's take some time to thank our grave diggers. These are our lovely, lovely Patreon supporters who uh, give us their hard-earned dollars every month so we can keep the show going. So we can spend 20 minutes talking about nothing. <laughs> talking about Santa Claus. <laughs> Quoting Always Sunny. <laughs> Talking about Santa Claus, fucking her mom. <laughs> um, anyway, but yeah, uh, we 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 don't earn an income from this, surprisingly. Um, and it's not an expensive show, but it does cost money to keep going. You got to pay for our website and hosting fees uh, for our MP3s and anything like any kind of advertisement we do, anything, anything we do, anything, anything, anything <laughs> uh, costs money. Um, and these people really help make it happen. Uh, those people are Carlos Rodella, Gory B. Movie, Max Zaleski, Aaron Meyer, Bob Voorhees, Kevin Nesgoda, and of course, the nameless ghouls who we do not mention here. <laughs> uh, Taylor, if anybody else wants to help us out, where can they go? You can go to patreon.com slash graveplotpodcast. You can join the party for as little as $1. That includes being able to join us live every episode for Horror Business. You also get things like discounts on Grave Plot Podcast merchandise or tickets to the Grave Plot Film Fest, which are on sale right now at graveplotfilmfest.com. It's another thing that costs money, money that we don't have. Mm -hmm. So head over to Patreon, join the party, come to the Grave Plot Film Fest, eat, drink, be merry, go fuck yourself. <laughs> Hallelujah, holy shit, where's the Tylenol? <laughs> Uh, all right. Well, let's just do some uh, horror business, right? Huh? Yeah. All right, starting out in real world horror. Uh, you know, oftentimes we, for stories like this, we find ourselves in, uh, you know, 
uh, South America, Central America, or uh, small countries in Asia, Asia or Europe. Europe, Europe. Uh, but no, today we're staying here in, in the good, good old USA, um, uh, in Texas specifically. Tejas. So when you say good old, you mean good old. Yeah. Where the good old boys are. You know, people who still have Confederate flags on their walls. Yep. Um, well, on the beach uh, in in the coastal bend region, I assume that's in like the Gulf, because um, I'm pretty well. I think that's the only coastal region they have in in Texas. Yeah. So, like, you know how Texas is shaped like like that at the bottom? Yeah. It's the this part. So you'd say probably the coastal bend region. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's like the part that bends right along the coast. There. Yes. Yeah, you think they'd be a little more specific. So it's not just a clever name. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know exactly where. Like, I mean, it could be multiple places. Yeah, I guess all over. Um, but strange, quote, witch bottles have been washing ashore on the beaches of Texas. Now, I'm not familiar with witch bottles. Nor am I. Legend has it that witch bottles are counter-magical devices created to draw in and trap harmful attentions directed at their owners, says researcher Jace Tunnel, who has found a number of the bottles over the years. Hmm. Uh, they date back as far as the 16th century, and according to lore, contain spells or even evil spirits trapped in them. Well, then put them back. Yeah. Get them back in the ocean. <laughs> What if you just find a bottle and you're like, oh, cool, it's a message in a bottle. I wonder if it's like a you know love letter to a lost love or something. And then it's like all Latin. You're like, oh, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> and it like disintegrates in your hands. <laughs> don't or, read the Latin. Or lights on fire. <laughs> this turns into a cloud of smoke shaped as a skull. <laughs> um, um, there was this episode of House where this family was out uh, snorkeling or uh, scuba diving. And they found this bottle at the bottom of the ocean, and they opened it up, and it had, like, the plague in it. <laughs> Which, you know, people don't get vaccinated for the plague anymore because it's not a thing yeah. anymore. But they not had it. Yeah, but they had it now. Neither was polio for a while. Right. But guess what, guys? Polio's back. Yeah, because people are dumb. Yep. And don't vaccinate their children. Yeah, that's exactly why. I guess they just wanted, people, wanted their kids to have bows in their legs. Yeah. Um, they really like the FDR look. Right. Uh, anyway, but uh, yeah, so it's like, after seeing that episode, uh, I would never open a bottle I found on the beach. It's, uh, there's very little that can be accomplished from doing it. Like, What's the best case scenario? Yeah, you found like... You found a letter that's not for you. Right, or it's got like a $100 bill on it or something. That's never going to happen. It's never going to happen. But that's the best case scenario. In which which case, I probably like, I don't know, hit it with a slingshot from like <laughs> yards away. Well, wearing a gas mask, right? And a, and a cross, <laughs> a cross covered in holy water. 
Um, yeah, what if you like you do that and then you go pick up the hundred dollar bill and like Ben Franklin's eyes are cut out or it looks like move and look at you, right? Anyway, uh, individuals who felt they were targeted by curses or spells may have filled a bottle with objects such as iron nails, fingernail clippings, and human hair in order to rid themselves of dark intentions. That's worse than finding a note. Some bottle of hair. Yeah, fingernails? Ew! <laughs> um, I have an iron nail. I thought you were going to say I have a bottle of fingernails. <laughs> I uh, remember when we went to the Mystic Museum, I bought like an iron nail that was oh, yeah. probably about six inches long. Uh, then I thought I lost it. And so I'm like, fuck. And I went back there in, in January. Like, well, I'll get, get a new one, I guess. And all they had were like, they're almost like almost two like, inches. Yeah, but, I guess it's probably about that big. So about half the size. Yeah. Uh, I was like, well, this is not as fun. Uh, but then I found the big one, so. Nice. Did you buy the little one? Yes. Two, two. Yes. Uh, Although now I don't know what the little one is. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very bad at keeping track of things. Apparently. It's my ADD, which I've recently, or, uh, ADHD, which I've recently been diagnosed with. That's right. Yeah. That's been an, uh, an experience, just like learning that about myself. Yeah. I don't know if you want to talk about the show, but I think I meant to last episode, but the conversation never really went that way. Mm. Um, but yeah, I just forgot because you have ADHD. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but yeah, no, uh, probably about a month ago. Yeah, I was uh, properly diagnosed with ADHD, which explains a lot. So if the show is suddenly much more on track, you'll know why. <laughs> yeah, actually, so it's not going to be. <laughs> We're still us. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, It'll just be Tony staring off into the <laughs> void less. <laughs> but yeah, so the, the, the there's a there's an online service. It's kind of like almost like an online urgent care that's through my insurance, but they also have online mental health care. Um, and so I got an appointment with a psychiatrist. Uh, you know, he kind of you know, obviously asked me questions and kind of you know. I went to him with you know, saying, I think I might have ADHD. Because I've done a lot of research at that point. Uh, and, you know, a lot of people conveying their experiences with ADHD. I'm like, well, that sounds a lot like me. Um, and so, yeah, I basically explained to him why I thought I had it. He asked me a bunch of questions and, you know, follow-up questions and things like that. He said, well, yeah, you, I mean, you have a very strong indicator of ADHD. But so what we do now is because you're in Washington and he was in Texas, mm. it's like, I can't prescribe you anything. Uh, I can't prescribe you a controlled substance, which is the primary medication for ADHD, which, you know, like Ritalin or Adderall or something yeah. like that. So he was like, what I want you to do is take a bottle Fill it with iron nails and some of your fingernail clippings <laughs> and just chuck that bitch in the ocean. That'll rid you of all evil spirits. <laughs> and I'd say you feel better in four to six weeks. <laughs> but anyway, so no, no I, I have a doctor. Like a, a, I needed a, a primary doctor, too. I haven't had one in a couple of years. So I finally found one. I got an appointment this week. Um, and that's 
going to be on my list to discuss that with him and hopefully get some kind of stimulant medication, which again is the, the primary uh, medication for ADHD. So we'll see how things go. Uh, anyway, um, Jay's Tunnel, who I mentioned before, uh, he searches the local Gulf of Mexico beaches for unusual artifacts. He said the bottles have no date on them and could be coming from as far away as West Africa or South America. Yeah, put them back. Yeah. <laughs> Don't touch them. Yo, I think you know, West Africa where like a lot of like the origins of voodoo came from? I, I think so, yeah. yeah. And zombies. Yeah. Uh, he says that he keeps a collection of uno- the open, unopened bottles in his backyard because his wife won't let them in the house. Good. Smart lady. <laughs> yeah, it's like, I'm not a superstitious person. I don't believe in ghosts. But you're a little stitious? So, yeah, I'm somewhat stitious, yes. Not superstitious. Just, just a little stitious. Just a little stitious. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't believe in, in ghosts and hexes and curses and stuff like that. Yeah, but why tempt it? Yeah, was, I'm not going to... I have no reason to open that bottle. Right. Like Charlie said, just in case. Right. Um, so that's it. And hey, hey guys, if you find a bottle, just there's not going to be $100 in it. It's not going to happen. It's not going to be $100. No. And, and you know what? You're not going to find like gold in there either. Like how's, how's it going to fit like a gold coin in a little bottle? No. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. It has to be a jar. Nobody finds jars. Yeah, or like a magic trick. Right. Where, you know, and then you can't get it up. Yeah. Unless you break the bottle and then you free an d- evil spirit. Yeah. It's like when uh, like those glass bottles that have like a nail in them. It's like, well, how the nail even get in there? Yeah. And why? Why? But it's like, but it's a magic trick, so you can some way to get it out. But why? But why? <laughs> what good is that going to do? Like, I don't, oh, a free nail. <laughs> yeah. I don't need that nail out of the bottle. I don't know what it's going to do. And it's not going to help me in any way. Right. Unless I'm like building a house and I happen to be like one nail short. I just happen to be at the beach. Yeah. And then it's just like a, like a break in case of an emergency type thing. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's talk about something else. Turkey for me. Turkey for you. Let's eat the turkey in my big brown shoe. Love to eat the turkey. At the table, I once saw a movie with Betty Grable. Eat that turkey all night long. So, uh, just our very last episode, we talked about Eli Roth's Thanksgiving. And, uh, of course, you know, they said in the movie, there will be no leftovers. They did. They actually said that. They did. Uh, and they also said, all will be carved. Mm-hmm. And Eli Roth said, nah, nah, goofy. <laughs> Because it has already been announced that Eli Roth will be returning for Thanksgiving 2. Sony's TriStar has already announced a, I guess they haven't announced a release date, but said that it will be coming to theaters worldwide in 2025. Man, after COVID and just everything taking forever, when I see that a movie's coming out in two years, it's like, fuck. (laughs) I'm tired of waiting so long. (laughs) You just want to Veruca Salt it? Yes. I want it now. Daddy. Well, it's like, you know, there were the glory days of horror when, like, like 
Friday the 13th. There was a point where one came out every, every year. year. Yeah. And you just don't see that anymore. It's true. At least not big budget ones like this. Well, yeah. Uh, Eli Roth and Jeff Rendell are both going to uh, write the screenplay. They wrote the first one. Uh, Roth said, we're going to take a year off so we can really, really write a great script. So there you go. That's why it's taking so long. We're taking a year off. I'm taking fucking 15 years like the last one. Um, yeah, no shit, right? Yeah, like, you've got momentum. Yeah. Use it. Uh, we want to outdo ourselves, make it better than the first one, Roth said. So, um, I mean, you know, you can go back and listen to our review, but I, we, we, we talked about this, about how, you know, if they did a sequel, how would it go down? Mm -hmm. I guess we can't really talk about it too much without spoiling the end of the first one. Right. But it, it kind of left it open, but also did a good enough job of tying it up that it could have been. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's open. There, there are a lot of like movies that either built franchises or were clearly trying to build, build franchises that, uh, you know, the ending wrapped things up neatly enough, but also left it a little open-ended just right. in case. Right. And Thanksgiving was no different. It's like closing the door, but leaving it unlocked. Yeah. And it'd be interesting to see if it's the same John Carver. Yeah. I think it should be. I don't know. That I, th I, mean, I, don't, I don't remember if we talked about this on the show or if we just talked about it offhand. But when you start doing just, you know, because we talked about how it's a whodunit kind of slasher. Yeah. And when you start just changing whodunit every movie, you get to Scream 6 where no one cares anymore. Right. And you're making up ridiculous ties to the original. Or even worse, Saw. Right. I'm sorry. I've seen people who are like, oh no, Scream 7's not gonna happen, I'm so disappointed. And I'm just like, maybe they should just not do it. Yeah. And apparently they're talking to Nev, Nev Campbell about coming back. They're talking to Patrick Dempsey. Are they really? Yeah. But didn't, his, didn't his character die? Does it matter? I guess not. They've brought people back we thought were dead before. Yeah, I did see them talking to Nev Campbell though. And it's funny because she wasn't in Scream 6 because they couldn't agree on uh, money. Right. So they must be like, Nev, we need you. Well, they freed up a lot of money because that's, that's either true. Jenna Ortega or the, um, I forgot the other actress's name, uh, Melissa. Something. Yeah, Melissa Barrera. Yeah. But it, uh, but it, uh, we're so stupid. I've, I don't sympathize with celebrities very often because they lead a pretty carefree life. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, like, this whole uh, Israel-Palestine thing, which has been going on since practically the fucking dawn of time, um, it's like celebrities, it's almost like they're expected to voice some kind of opinion. But then, as soon as they do, it's the wrong one. Right. Yeah. And if but if they don't say anything, then they get blasted for that too. Yeah. It's like you just—it's really just damned if you. It's a no win. Know. Yeah. So yeah, I sympathize with with uh, celebrities in, in that respect. Yeah. It's like it's easy for them to get away with with not talking about political ideals, but when it comes to something like a social issue, or you know something like a, a, a genocide. Um, then, uh, 
then they're they're expected to say something. It's just like I I have my views, but I'm not going to mention them because nobody cares. First of all, um, and uh, it's like it's, it's going to piss somebody off. Mm -hmm. Why? Why bother? Yeah. And then ultimately, it's not going to change anything. Right. Yeah. Uh, so Thanksgiving too. Thumbs up, thumbs down. What are you thinking? I, I'm for it. I mean, dude, yeah, we both really like the first one. Yeah. Um, and I mean, I talked about how, you know, for most of the movie, I felt this has franchise potential. Mm -hmm. And the, you know, the John Carver mask isn't super interesting. We talked about the, the scene where it like half melts. Where we, we both wanted that, like that to be the mask. Yeah. So, um, but it, then it wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> he just picked up a new one. Yeah, he had like a uh, stockpile of them. Yeah, he just had a stack of them because they were giving them out. Right. Um, yeah, I, I probably mentioned it during when we were talking about it, but it's like seeing the commercials and stuff. I thought it was like a, you know, like a like a porcelain mask or, or mm -hmm. you know, a heavy duty resin mask of some or you know one sort or another. But yeah, just find out. Just, just like a vacuum form thing. Um, yeah, yeah, it definitely did look cooler when it was melted. But. At least looked different, like it, you know, gave it some flair. Mm -hmm. You think you just call it Thanksgiving Two? Um, Thanksgiving Two is it two on the nose to say second helping? <laughs> no, I don't think so. I think that's great. <laughs> um, and then what's the tagline? Um, so you can't say. I mean, you already used all will be carved. Can't say there will be no leftovers because it's the second ones. Um, yeah, I mean, and if you're going to use the subtitle of second helping, you can't leave, come back for seconds. Yeah, it's just redundant, right? I don't know. I don't know. We'll workshop it. <laughs> let, let the fat cats in Hollywood decide <laughs> on that. Uh, also, on the subject of Eli Roth, he says that he also wants to return to the Cabin Fever and Hostel franchises that he made famous. Uh, speaking with Cinepop for a new interview, he said, Hostel, there's a lot more to do. I'd love to go back to Hostel at some point, and Cabin Fever as well. They're a part of me. They're like my children. I feel like I've ignored them for too long, and I'd love to go back to them in some way. I have ideas. I would direct it. I don't want it in anyone else's hands. Yeah, because they went to shit. That Cabin Fever remake was doo-doo. Yeah, so bad. Which is, like, it was so bad, which was remarkable, because it was almost the same movie. Right. Like, like, even, like, almost the same script. I never saw Cabin Fever 2. I've seen it, like, once. That's directed by Ty West. Yeah. And, I mean, of the sequels, it was the best one. Was there more than one? There's a se there's one sequel and then a prequel. Hmm. There may have been another sequel. I, I don't remember exactly, but they weren't very good. I liked the Hostel movies, so I, I, I would be interested in seeing Roth return to that. Yeah. That's what really kind of put him on the map. Oh, yeah, definitely. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I said, fucking hey. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, no, I, I, think, I think this, like you said, it has franchise potential. Still got a lot of gas left in the tank. So, um, yeah, but I don't know. I'm, I'm, I don't know that that's necessarily the case for Hostel or Cabin Peeper, so... I mean, Hostel is, like, it doesn't need to be linear. You know, and I think the, the sequels that already exist 
show that. Like you can have, you know, a different hostel in a different city, make a thousand That's of them. True. They're all just connected by the hunting club. Yeah. Cabin fever, I don't know, but I don't think that needed more than one. No. Because, like, you know, when you start making sequels, it's the, the, the whole the virus, the flesh-eating virus becomes antagonistic instead of just a virus. Right. And that, that just gets kind of stupid. Kind of like the Final Destination movies. Yeah. Yeah. All right, well, if you're a big fan of Eli Roth, then uh, keep an eye out for Hostel, what are they at, 4? There's 3, right? Yes. So look out for Hostel 4 and Cabin Fever, I don't know, 3, 4? Cabin Fever, colon, down with the sickness. <laughs> and, of course, Thanksgiving to the second helping, November 2025. What? Get up, come on, get down with the sickness. You mother, get up, come on, get down with the sickness. You fucker, get up, come on, get down with the sickness. Open up your hate and let it flow into me. Okay. You're welcome. <laughs> Is, if I hadn't heard that version, I never would have known those were the words. No, I know we do. So we talked before about an adaptation of Stephen King's The Long Walk, which is his 1979 novel. Um, she wrote under a pen name, right? Robert Bachman? That is his pen name. I don't know if he wrote it. He did. Okay. Yeah. Or Robert? God damn it. Richard. Richard. Um, I don't know. Keep talking. Okay. <laughs> well, yeah, we talked. I think I can't remember if it was supposed to be a Richard. Movie. Richard. It is Richard. Okay. Um, I can't remember if it was a, supposed to be a movie or like a miniseries. I think maybe a miniseries. That that's kind of where I'm leaning, but I don't know why. Yeah, and I feel like Netflix was attached at one point. That I, I, I don't recall. But um, but I could be thinking of in the tall grass. Mm. I think the last one we heard about was uh, Andre Oberdahl, um directing, right? Was yeah, I believe so. Was Flanagan attached to this one? Not that I heard. Or in talks, or... No? Yeah. Maybe I'm just like, Stephen King? Yeah, gotta be Flanagan. <laughs> Stephen King or Poe? One of the two. Yeah, that's his new thing. He's all about Poe. Yeah. Poe's a big thing this year. I'm just, there's a lot of like Poe-inspired things in the film fest. Is it really? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, in the submissions. If you go to the film fest and don't see them, then they probably weren't that good. <laughs> Unless you submitted them. Then they were great. Submit next year, too. <laughs> um, anyway, but that, that seems to have fallen apart. don't really know why, because it wasn't that long ago. But, uh, yeah, over the years, we've had uh, George Romero, Frank Darabont, um, and, of course, Overdahl attached, but none of them panned out. 
But sitting down with Business Insider, our Francis Lawrence, who uh, directed uh, the new Hunger Games movie, uh, revealed that he's currently attached to direct The Long Walk. He says, I'm uh, now attached to Long Walk. Uh, very excited about that. Um, cool. <laughs> uh, Much excite. Yeah. Very nice. Uh, okay, and yeah, the Long Walk course is the country holds an annual walking contest in which 100 teens must journey nonstop and under strict rules until only one of them is still standing alive and receive a prize. The story is told of a 16-year-old walker named Raymond Garrity and the teens, right, yeah, and the teens, some good, some bad, some mysterious in his orbit. Have you read this? I haven't. I haven't read, God, have I read any Bachman? I don't think I have. That's your dad? Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure. Uh, well, this one I don't know, but he's he's read a lot of the, the, the Bachman stuff. Um, yeah, I, honestly, when before we talked about this last time, I hadn't even heard of it. So, but I mean, that, that that's not hard to do unless you're just like this like diehard Stephen King fan. There's so many books out there. And just the, the common man won't know about all of them. Yeah. You know, when he was doing coke, he was writing <laughs> book, one book right after the other. So, um, How is this not child abuse? <laughs> must be some kind of dystopian society. I don't know. Um, and then, like, like, do they just walk in a straight line? Like someone have to go pick them up when they're done? <laughs> well, I mean, if they walk till they collapse, you know, there's a good chance that some of them might be dead, so they probably just leave them. No, well, yeah. <laughs> Do they get food or water? Probably, probably not. I wouldn't think so. Oh man. I mean, I, again, I haven't read it, so I don't <laughs> know. Uh, the project had previously been set up a new line, but Hollywood reporters saying that uh, has a new home at Lionsgate. Um, Remember when Lionsgate would just make anything? Yeah, they're like, it's weird because it's almost you know it's similar to what Blumhouse do, uh, does, where they're just they started out by just making anything that anyone brought along, and now they're like one of the biggest studios in the world. Right. Weird how that works. Uh, they're also saying that J.T. Molnar, uh, strange darling, I'm not sure what that is. I'm not familiar with that either. Uh, will write the script, so That's hopefully fun. Strange Darling is good. 2023 movie with Willa Fitzgerald and Kyle Gallner, and how much you love him. Kyle from the... No, I know. Oh, okay. And Ed Begley Jr. <laughs> An American thriller. Uh, Ed the Ed Bagley Jr. from Transylvania 6 5000. <laughs> the Egg Bagley. Egg Jr. Uh, a cat and mouse thriller described as a dramatization. I don't think that's a word. Nope. Of, it's almost a word. <laughs> the last known months of a serial killer. Huh. Well, there you go. Long walk. Running with people, running with people, running with people, yeah. Running with people, running with people, running with people, yeah. When I get tired.
Alright, so Bleecker Street Studios has acquired a mysterious movie. Uh, Super mysterious. mysterious. Uh, we know it's called Sasquatch Sunset. Sunset Dreams. <laughs> Sasquatch. Is that why you started talking to me about this the other day? No, I don't know why I started talking to you about the film Sasquatch Sunset Dreams, uh, we do know that it features Jesse Eisenberg in the lead of the film Sasquatch Sunset Dreams. As a Sasquatch. What? <laughs> Is it CGI or animated or something? Oh, no. It's he's, practical. He's dressed up as a Sasquatch? Yep. Oh, my God. Uh, this is from renowned filmmakers David and Nathan Zellner, who made a movie called Kumiko the Treasure Hunter, um, which I was reading about, is apparently about a young girl who watches Fargo and believes it to be real and a treasure map... <laughs> And so she goes out to find the treasure that's buried in the snow in Fargo, North Dakota. What the fuck? Who comes up with that shit? Uh, David and Nathan Zellner. Well, yeah, I guess so. Uh, the Zellner brothers have long been fans of Bigfoot, having previously helmed Sundance Award-winning short film Sasquatch Birth Journal 2. You know who's salivating over this? Uh, Nesgoda? Yep. <laughs> I already sent him... The story that, yeah. And you're just like, oh, that has promise. <laughs> uh, more recently, the filmmakers directed three episodes of the Showtime series The Curse. Oh, that's that one with Nathan Fielder. Hmm? Nathan Field Nathan for you? Wait, have you not watched, is it called The Rehearsal? Yeah, the re have, you, have you watched The Rehearsal? No. Oh my god, it's so good. What is it? Uh, these people come to him with, they have these like big decisions they have to make, and he helps them by having them rehearse it over and over and over. Rehearse the decision? Like, the, what they're, yeah, like one guy wants to, um, I think it was a guy that wanted to propose to his girlfriend or something, and so he just like has him do it over and over. He like recreates this bar that they go to all the time. <laughs> Okay. And I've never even heard of it. I'm surprised you don't know Nathan for you. Jensen loved that show. The the curse has him and uh, Emma Stone in it. Which, when I was watching the commercial for it, I was like, "Is this a reality show?" Because most of the stuff he does is reality stuff. Oh, show. it's like a Paramount Plus thing, right? Uh, I think that's what it's like. Max? I think, I, I think it's Max. Yeah. I've seen commercials where they live in like a mirrored house, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I've seen commercials for that. But so it was really weird to see him, like, acting. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it, it was Paramount Plus because for some reason, even though I pay for Paramount Plus, they still make me watch commercials. Yeah. Uh, Riley Keough from The Lodge, which we talked about on the show. It's Elvis Presley's daughter. Hmm. Or not a daughter. Granddaughter. Uh, Jesse Eisenberg, as I said. Nathan Zellner from Kumiko the Treasure Hunter. And Christoph Zayak-Denek from Twin Peaks The Return. Who is that? Some jagoff. Oh, fucking guy. <laughs> Christoph, what did I say? Something. Zayak-Denek. Zayak-Denek. Um, he's an older guy. Who did he play in Twin Peaks? 
Fuck, I don't know. I only watched is this, Return once. Is this from the, the movie? <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> Me too. No, apparently it's from a Foster Farms commercial. I'm just imagining Jesse Eisenberg wearing like this big like Harry and the Henderson suit, but with like just his face like poking out, painted brown. Played Ike the Spike Statler. He also played Mordecai the Little Devil in uh, the Night Billy. Uh, Night Billy, raised hell. Raised hell, yeah. Oh, so he's a, he's a, he's a little guy, little person. Yes, he does appear to be. Okay. Uh, he's also in Pop Star Never Stop Never Stopping. Oh, as a drumming baby. <laughs> uh, as for the plot, details remain scarce. As we said, it's very mysterious. Uh, other than being described as a year in the life of a singular family. Uh, so here's what Jesse Eisenberg had to say. I play a Sasquatch. Full makeup, full body hair, no lines. I grunt, but no lines. I'm so looking forward to this. What the hell? Uh, Sasquatch Sunset Dreams is executive produced by Ari Aster. So it's going to be fucked up. Right. Uh, this will premiere... Uh, theatrically sometime in 2024. No more details other than that. <laughs> Sounds like a fucking nightmare. It's, like, I don't understand why, like, hire fucking nobodies to do this role. Why do you need Jesse Eisenberg to go, uh, uh, uh. I mean, especially if you're not going to be able to see his face. Assuming it's supposed to be a comedy, I think that's actually better. <laughs> Because it would be much funnier to have a well-known celebrity playing that role than some nobody. Yeah, but then you're going to be watching you're going to be like, hey, you know who that is? It's Jesse Eisenberg. Really? You sure? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you told me. <laughs> Not me personally, but you told Variety and I read it. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, keep, keep an eye out for Sasquatch Sunset. Coming at you. Okay, uh, earlier this year we uh, reviewed the film The Black Phone. Was that this year? I think so. Weird. Yeah. I don't know. It feels like it was a long time ago. This year. It was a weird year. It came out in 2021. Maybe it was longer than that. I could have sworn it was this year. I mean, I've lost all concept. We don't always talk about movies as soon as they come out. Well, no, yeah. Uh, no, COVID, I think, really, COVID fucked things up for good, I think. People yeah. are never going to really have a grasp on time anymore. Uh, so many movies with black in the title. You can just search black phone. I can, but I'm already on this page. Uh, nope, that was 2022. Oh, last year. Well then, okay. Last year we discussed the film Black Phone. We did it with Pearl, which doesn't feel like it was that long ago. They, they both feel very recent. <laughs> Maybe not so much the movies necessarily, but our reviews of them. Yeah. It was September of last year. Yeah. 
So over a year ago. Um, well, earlier, or sorry, uh, yeah, earlier this year, they announced that the Black Phone is getting a sequel. I think we talked about. Um, I don't know if we did or not. Feels like something we talk about. Yeah, but my earliest memory of knowing that there's going to be a sequel is like maybe a month old. Well, it was October of this year. So, that would be a month ago. Oh, I guess I was just, you know, earlier this year, I was thinking like spring or something. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it also may have been like, it was just like, it's getting a sequel. And so we're like, well, that's not a story. Right. We, we can't do 500 words on <laughs> a tweet because who are we? I were. Ouch. <laughs> Um, anyway, but uh, I guess so. Deadline is reporting now that Ethan Hawke will be returning as the Grabber. Which I, I guess I don't remember the movie all that well, but I, I'm wondering how that's possible. Yeah, you're not the only one. <laughs> uh, actors Mason Thames uh, from How to Train Your Dragon. And Madeline McGraw from Toy Story 4. Jeremy Davies from Justified and Miguel Mora from The Black Phone are also set to return for The Black Phone 2. It's funny because this could have just said Mason Thames from The Black Phone, Madeline McGraw from The Black Phone, Jeremy Davies from The Black Phone, and Miguel Mora from The Black Phone. Right. It's funny that one of them, like that must have been his first role or something. That's why it, it's the only thing listed. Maybe, uh... <clears throat> Uh, Universal and Blumhouse will be really, they plan to, let's, let's say they plan to, because things are, uh, you know, possible for change. Uh, Universal and Blumhouse, uh, going to be releasing the Black Phone 2 in theaters on June 27th, 2025. Deadline is also confirming that Scott Derrickson and C. Robert Cargill will be writing and producing. No word on if Derrickson will be returning to direct. I bet you will. Stands the reason. Um, Derrickson will, has mentioned that author Joe Hill has a solid idea for a sequel that he finds exciting and compelling. Because the first one, of course, was based on a Joe Hill short story. Correct. Uh, Hill teased the grabber's mess as a key inspiration for the story of the Black Phone 2. See, I hear that, and I wonder if it's a prequel. That's the only... All these pieces... Point, That's the point only prequel, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I wonder if we're going to get, like, how he made the masks or, like, came up with an idea of the masks. And... Yeah. All right. It'd be, I guess, interesting to get, like, kind of like an origin story, but if Ethan Hawke's coming back, then that doesn't make any sense. I mean, as also the, the kids that were in it. Are yeah, that's back. true. Like, you can make Ethan Hawke look younger, but it's going to be hard to make those kids look younger. Right. To the point of if it's a prequel. Yeah. They told you that this is a Batman show that my kid watches where Ethan Hawke voices Batman. No. You told me about the one where Owen Wilson voices Batman. It's a, so, yeah, there is that. But apparently it's Luke Wilson. I don't know if I... something. If, I don't know if what I read was wrong or if I just saw it as Owen, but it was actually Luke Wilson. 
Uh, she's like, oh, wow. <laughs> well, I was like, I'm watching the whole movie, and it's like, this does not sound like Owen Wilson, because he just has that... Yeah, he sounds like this, like, all the time. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. He'll find any reason to say, oh, wow. But he didn't. So, yeah. But that, so that explains it. So they do have similar voices. That's why I'm like... Yeah. That's why I'm watching the whole movie, and it's like... It doesn't sound right, but... Who's the third one? What's his name? Oh. The one who plays Beef Supreme. <laughs> uh, God, I can't remember his name. <laughs> um, Andrew. Ah, The one who doesn't look like them. Also, a very familiar name for me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, how are these three related? These two, I see it. This sure. guy, he's like six inches taller than him. He's stunning. He's stunning is what he is. He's got a chiseled jawline, well-manicured beard. I mean, he's Beef Supreme. Like, <laughs> he's all that is man. <laughs> um, but, no, so, yeah, there's this, uh, it's a HBO Max show. It's uh, called Bat Wheels. This is the Ethan Hawke one. Yes. Okay. It's, it's, uh... Uh, animated, and it's about Batman's various vehicles who have now they, they they've been they've gotten these motherboards that give them and like so they're sentient. Yeah, it's just apparently whoever wrote this doesn't quite understand how computers work because it's just like this brick that they shove into a slot. It's okay, like, kids don't understand yeah. either. <laughs> but yeah, uh, Ethan Hawke voices Batman, and like had I not seen his name in the credits, I never would have known. Yeah. Does he like do a, a gravelly voice? Yeah, and it's it's, it's a pretty good one too. Thanks. Uh, yeah. Does Luke Wilson? Hmm? Does Luke Wilson? No, do that's what's funny. He doesn't talk like Batman at all. He just talks like Luke Wilson. <laughs> Who'd you say? The, oh, the rickety cricket plays the Joker. <laughs> yeah. And uh, Babu, Babu, which I feel like that's where rickety cricket is headed, right? <laughs> He's gonna be a super villain by the time that show ends. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, Babu from. Um, Seinfeld, Seinfeld plays your penguin. <laughs> it's a very, very <laughs> bad man. Uh, there's a bunch of names in the, in the credits. I, just, I can't remember off the top of my head. But yeah, it's, it's, it's funny because the, it's called Merry Little Batman. And it's like Batman gets stranded up in the mountains somewhere and uh, Joker and all the villains start trying to destroy Christmas. So Batman's, James Cromwell is Alfred? Yes. Uh, I've seen a lot of other names I recognize. Chris Sullivan from This Is Us plays Bane, but all he does is go, and that's like really modulated. I never <laughs> know it was him. Reed Scott, who was in uh, Veep. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's all I recognize there. Michael Fielding. No, I don't recognize him. His voice is really familiar, and I looked him up, and I'm like, he just sounds like somebody else. <laughs> anyway, yeah, it's a cute little movie. If you have kids that like Batman, they might enjoy it. So the black, you think they just call it the black phone, too? The black phone rings again. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. You had a witch. Black phone, too. <laughs> I... That that seems like a movie that just like I don't think it needs its subtitle. I just think it would be weird. Yeah, you're probably right. 
So there you go. Black Phone 2. The Grabber get, returns. Get ready in two years. Let's go to grab you. <laughs> I'm going to grab you. <laughs> Grape you in the mouth. <laughs> For our final story, uh, this one's for all those chefs out there, the home, you lovers out there. The home chefs uh, trying to be Bobby Flay or whatever it is you do. Um, I don't know. I've never watched the show. <laughs> <laughs> watch show. All those top chefs or whatever. I don't know. I've never watched the show. Um, Tony, you're familiar with, with family style, right? Sure, yeah. yeah. I'm Italian, of course I am. <laughs> Are you familiar with Sawyer family style? Take a guess. Well, the size family, and now you can serve your meal Sawyer family style with the family recipe dry rub pack. Oh yeah, <laughs> dry rub. They're just gonna chafe. <laughs> uh, courtesy of Austin, Texas-based Leroy and Lewis Barbecue, uh, you can now purchase this from the official Texas Chainsaw Massacre game web store. Uh, oh, that's. That's odd. Which apparently that when uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2 came out, they did a cross-branding with a chili company. Oh, yeah. And so this is kind of in in, uh, in line with that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, this is available at shop.txchainsawgame.com. Uh, featuring locally sourced ingredients from the Texas area, the rub is, quote, suitable for any cut of meat you can hunt down, end quote. You know what they're applying? People. Human meat! <laughs> That's what you have just. God damn! What do you say? Sunk your... that that what you have just eaten, which which your teeth have torn apart, something like that. Something, yeah, something. Raccoon meat. Uh, there are three rubs in the pack, named after Leatherface, Cook, and Hitchhiker, which are crafted for beef, pork, and chicken, respectively. I thought you could put it on anything. You could, like Frank's Red Hot. I put that show on everything. I do too. I got one of those big ass bottles in the fridge. It's almost gone. I like. I can't even fathom going through that fast enough for it to like still be good. <laughs> I, I do put on a lot of stuff. Uh, fair, yeah. I'm sure that a lot of people do. But like, I see like people like giant bottles of, like Tapatio. It's like granted, hot sauce lasts for a while. Yeah, uh, it goes bad. And like honestly, even if I like tap hot sauce, I don't think I would. I don't think I'd be able to go through it fast enough to get through that entire bottle before it goes bad. I like Frank's because it's not too hot. You get just enough of the spice, but you also get most of the flavor. Mm-hmm. Um, when I cook when I cook steaks, I don't use a lot of like rubs or anything like that. Just S&P works for me. Um, if I have the time, I'll make a rub. Um, yeah, if you have the time and your wife's not home. <laughs> Yeah, that was coming. <laughs> That's what she said. <laughs> but, That's what you said when you were alone having a rub. <laughs> uh, but I mean, if I'm doing something quick, just yeah, salt and pepper. <laughs> okay, okay. You can't keep teeing me up and not expect me to take a swing. <laughs> Usually, just yeah, salt and pepper, maybe a little bit of garlic powder. 
there's a little splash of it. Yeah. But uh, yeah, if, if I do want to make something fancy, I'll do like brown sugar, cinnamon, cumin. This I could read you the ingredients of these if you want. Uh, no. Okay. <laughs> I have a, a rub in the. Um, go ahead. <laughs> no, that's pretty well worth targeting for. In in the cupboard that uh, my buddy Rob made. So it's, it's Rob's rub. Rob's rub. Or as we we actually call it Rub Porter. Mm. His last name is Porter. So ah. Rob Porter. So we call it Rub Porter. Shout out to Rob Porter. Um, kosher salt, brown sugar, granulated garlic, chili powder, paprika, cumin, and cayenne pepper. That's in the, the cook's rub, which is for pork mm -hmm. or any, any cut of meat, I guess. Uh, black pepper, kosher salt, granulated garlic, cumin, and cayenne pepper in the Leatherface beef rub. And kosher salt, mustard seed, parsley, coriander, granulated garlic, and rubbed sage in the Hitchhiker's chicken rub. Mm -hmm. uh, let's see, who is this? Evan Leroy, chef, pitmaster, and owner of Leroy and Lewis, said it was such a great opportunity to get to work with Gunn on such an iconic name in Texas and the horror film genre as the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. We believe these rubs will go great on anything the gamer slash horror fan slash barbecue enthusiast will choose to put it on. Again, human meat. Sure. Yeah. Uh, Wes Keltner, CEO of Gun Interactive, said the fun part was passing the rub around and asking the team, does this taste like something Leatherface would use? <laughs> I feel like Leatherface probably didn't do a lot of seasoning. No, he probably just ate it. Like raw. Yeah. Or just, you know, two minutes, flip it. Real marks, bud. Yeah. <laughs> well, if you're in the market for a new rub, and uh, this this sounds good to you, you can get the limited edition family recipe dry rub packs are available now at, uh, for thirty nine ninety nine at chop It's like are they like jars of rub or something? Yeah. Okay. For some reason, I was just thinking like little like little packets, like seasoned packets. Okay. It's Forty bucks for like. What I, yeah, three little packets of rub. It's like, fuck no. No. I mean, 40 bucks is steep just it's for... It's still a lot, yeah. I'm not sure how big these bottles are, but... You know, regular spice size. Sure, yeah. And that's it. That's it. Horror business is over. Now, we're going to talk about some movies. So let's go. All right, guys, welcome to the film review part of the show. I didn't do the voice this time. <laughs> <laughs> but now you sound better. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we just discovered that uh, for whatever reason, um, my computer did not record our mics. It recorded the mic on my laptop. So sorry about that. <laughs> um, I, I don't know what happened. I don't, I don't know why it did it. I set the inputs. I did up. I updated our, our recording software, and I don't know if that had something to do with it or what. But anyway, we should sound fine now. Yep. Hopefully, you'll just have to edit it as best you can. <sighs> anyway, uh, okay. So, <laughs> which one do you want to start with, Taylor? Just let's get it over with. Okay. <laughs> uh, so yeah, we 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 picked two movies. One was, you know, it's a it's a fairly well known movie at this point. 
it's uh, done quite well. And the other one, we just got real stupid with it. <laughs> yeah, like, it, so everyone, I just kept hearing how good Talk To Me was. And so finally, this is, a, you know, it's not our last episode of the year, but it's our last episode before our Christmas special. So, you know, that always is the last episode of the year. Yeah. So I was like, all right, this seems like a good time to do it. Most talked about movie of the year, final episode of the year. Let's do it. And you're just like, yeah, bad CGI Gator. Which <laughs> uh, we never did bad CGI sharks. No. Actually, I didn't even know that bad CGI sharks was a thing until I picked bad CGI. Oh, really? Shark. Skater. Skater? I started saying sharks. <laughs> I would watch bad CGI skater. <laughs> Just put uh, clips from Tony Hawk Pro Skater. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, I, I didn't really put a point here for the trailer, so here we go. Fish for out damn well, please. Welcome to paradise, fam! Yes! It's time to rage! <laughs> Young, wild, and free. Cheers to Gen Z. Cheers, bitches. Woo-hoo. This is 100% gonna go viral, you guys. <laughs> hey, let's go get drunk and try to have some fun, huh? Get it, homie! Alligator stuff just floating through the air, circling the corpse of our best friend. My fucking SEAL Team Six, bro. You can't fucking do this. So, Bad CGI Gator from this year, uh, the, I think the newest entry to... The uh, Bad CGI franchise? <laughs> I was going to say uh, Full Moon Pictures, oh. <laughs> uh, illustrious uh, roster. Is it the same people who did Bad CGI Sharks? I have to assume it is. I, I don't know. I know that Richard Band's uh, son wrote it, um, but that's all I know. Uh, clocking in at a whopping 59 minutes. <laughs> this movie is barely longer than an episode of Entourage. Yeah. <laughs> at 59 minutes, this includes the opening and closing credits. So we're probably looking at closer to like, what, 45 minutes? Right. Um, yeah, I mean, I picked this movie because it's like, 
watching the trailer, it already looks so bad. And it's like, well, they got to be like, they have to be leaning into it. It's like they, they want to take a, like what is already a bad concept because you know, the title alone. Right. Yeah. Is, like, you know, just from the title that it's not taking itself seriously. Right. Um, so, uh, bad CGI sharks is not the same people and also does not appear to be a full moon movie. Oh, really? Yeah. That's odd. This is written by Zalman Band. Yeah, it's Richard Banson. Right. Bad CGI Sharks is written by Jason and Matthew Ellsworth and Matteo Molinari. This is directed by Danny Draven, which sounds like a pro wrestler. <laughs> and Bad CGI Sharks is directed by Majama. One word. Oh. Well, that's fun. Cap- that's, a, that's a fun name. Capital M, capital J, capital M. His credits include Bad CGI Sharks. That's it. That's his whole his go, whole filmography. Go figure. <laughs> um, and that one actually looks like the CGI is even worse. Wow, that's quite the feat. Um, yeah, this movie, like, it's hard to tell exactly. Like, if were they trying? What is it? Is it a bad movie, or were they trying to make it a bad movie? It's really hard to tell. Right. <laughs> oh my god. That is so bad. We're looking at stills from bad CGI sharks. There's there's a butt. That's all right. Yeah, that one's good. There's there's the shark. These they look like toy sharks. It's it looks like shark models. Like they didn't skin it. Like baby shark or something. <laughs> it's like if like you, that one looks okay. Like it looks like maybe they get better as the movie goes along or something. <laughs> I mean, there's also like you know you compare this to like um, uh, well I haven't seen the first one, Birdemic two. Where they clearly just used like, uh, like GIF files. Yeah. <laughs> um. Anyway, um, you should listen to the Birdemic Two episode of How Did This Get Made because they have one of the stars of Birdemic Two on it. <laughs> oh. And how what, did they have anything to say? Um, I mean, she talked about how the director took it very seriously. Really. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Um, okay. Anyway, so yeah, bad CGI gator, uh, opens up, this is going to be a very short review. Uh, it opens up, uh, I mean, it might be longer than the movie (laughs) on a, uh, lake, which we find out later is in Georgia. Um, uh, an old man comes down to the end of a dock, uh, just to go fishing, throws his line out into the water and, you know, starts, fishing well first he sees a sign that says like alligators present no swimming or fishing and he's like fuck you sign right (laughs) i do what i want he says you know i'll fish wherever the hell i want or something like that um anyway yeah so he throws his line in the water and he's kind of just waiting there and i think he finally he he starts getting a tug so he tries to reel it in and the line breaks and then he he sees the gator in the water right Mm -hmm. and it's it's exactly what it's marketed as. It's a very bad CGI gator. What not the tagline like terror poorly rendered or something like that? Terror rendered too cheaply. There we go. Or oh, it's terror, comma, comma, rendered, rendered too, too cheaply. cheaply. Yeah. Anyway, um, 
And it's it's just a tiny little gator. I mean, it was probably, a little baby, a little baby gator, little baby gator. Um, and he's just like, well, fuck you, gator. Yeah. It's like you're not even worth eating. And uh, they like leaves. Yeah. He says, come back when you're big enough to eat. Right. Um. So he takes off, and the gator's like, okay, <laughs> sorry. Um. And then we get the spring breakers. Woo! Spring break. And you'll, if you forgot that they were on spring break, don't worry. They will remind you many times. If you want to commit suicide, take a drink every time you hear the word bro. Yes. And if you think that's or, or not going to do the job, then add the word babe. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we've got... Because your kidney will explode. <laughs> We've got uh, liver. Sorry, a, liver. a gang of six kids, college kids, um, who are, again, on spring break. And they've come out to Chad. Yep. Chad's uncle's cabin. Is it uncle? I think so. Yeah. Out in the middle of nowhere, which also just happens to be next to this uh, same lake. Um, and, yeah, like, they are... These, these people are like leaning into their characters real hard. So hard. Uh, especially. Fucking. You might even say horde. Horde. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we got Chad and Pierce who are just one step away from kissing each other. <laughs> um, but they are like super bros. Mm-hmm. Uh, like just, I mean, like stereotypes, really. I mean, there's the. There's not any like cleverness to their characters. They're just stereotypical bros. Right. They call each other bro, or, a or, lot or bruh. Yeah. Um. And uh, you know, they they high five and they chest bump and they call their girls babe. <laughs> they say babe, babe. Um. And then uh, we've got their uh, girlfriends Sarah and Paisley, respectively. Um, and then we've got the the people who clearly don't belong there, because there's always at least one in these kinds of movies. Right. Uh, we've got uh, Hope, who is Chad's stepsister, who doesn't want to be there. So it's like, why is she there then be, to begin with? And then we've got Sam, who I don't know how he fits in this dynamic. Yeah. Because nobody seems to like him, but he's there. Right. And he, he's not like Hope, where he's... Related. Related. Yeah. So I don't quite get it. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't really know why he was invited or if he was invited. If he wasn't invited, I don't know why he would tag along. Right. Because it's not like he like thinks Chad and Pierce are cool or anything. Like He thinks they're as stupid as they are. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, anyway, so yeah, they, they get to this cabin. Well, I guess we do find out why he tagged along. Do we? Yeah. Because he found out Hope was going. He's got a crush on Hope. Yeah. How he wormed his way in, I don't know. Yeah. But. Um. Anyway, yeah. So we, we they get to the cabin and we immediately like, like learn their their character traits. I mean, they're like the Chad and Pierce. They're again total bros and just dumb as fucking rocks. And they've got Sarah and Paisley who are so Sarah is a wannabe influencer, which I fucking hate that term. Mm-hmm. It's like you're in. You call yourself an influencer, and you're influencing dipshits. Because anybody to, to be dipshits, yeah. It's like the term influencer. 
to me, seems like it would be like influencing people to like Neil deGrasse Tyson should be an influencer. Yeah. Which I guess he is in a certain respect, but not in the way we know that word today. Yeah, he's not held in the same regard, which is just a travesty. <laughs> right? I, the, the the fact that influencers get celebrity status is just mind-blowing to me. Right. <clears throat> uh, yeah, it's like streamers becoming celebrities. It's... <sighs> like even streamers, like, I mean, it's, I'm assuming you talk about like gaming streamers, right? Sure. Well, they at least do something. I, I guess. Just like girls who post bikini pictures on Instagram and suddenly they're an influencer. I'm like, right. what why? Is, what exactly are you influencing other than people to go to your OnlyFans page? Yeah. <laughs> or it's like, you know, I got this body by drinking AG1 or whatever. Like, Yeah. And it's like, I watch YouTube videos uh, and maybe you can even consider them influencers, I guess. Sure. But they have something, usually have something to like contribute Right. They're showing you like how to do something or Yeah, I watch like woodworkers right. or artists. Um or uh I've kind of gotten into watching shoe repair. It's just it's almost like planning on becoming a cobbler? No, but it looks like a very rewarding work, honestly. <laughs> I could never do it because I'm repulsed by feet and <laughs> and just all, handling people's shoes seems like disgusting to me, but being a cobbler seems like very just Calming, rewarding words, <laughs> but it's 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 almost like ASMR to just watch somebody just either make or repair shoes. Yeah. Anyway, that's another thing is ASMR. I'm never gonna understand that. Oh yeah, well people like breathe into microphones and shit. That put their hands that. into jars of teeth. That <laughs> <laughs> was on Always Sunny, Charlie's Sisters. Oh, God. I, I know what you're talking about, but I don't remember that. Charlie's inheritance was this jar of teeth that every Kelly family member has put their teeth into when they die. Oh, right. And his mom gave it to his sisters, and they used it for ASMR. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> they're like, people watch that? And they're like, well, obviously, we take our tops off. <laughs> uh, um, Candy and bunny. <laughs> first time you learn that Charlie has any family beyond his mom or in his uncle Jack. No, they're those two actresses are in Charlie got molested and they are never seen or heard from again or mentioned until that episode. Oh, I guess you're right. Huh? Yeah. Cause it's funny. Cause Max says, I didn't even remember you had sisters. <laughs> his childhood friend. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, I forgot. We got off some tangent about influencers. Anyway, but Sarah's, Sarah is an aspiring influencer. Oh, uh, yeah. On TikTok, which, again, is just a cesspool. And, like, part of the movie is filmed in, like, the vertical style. Yeah. They're, they're all... I think at any given point, everybody except Hope and Sam are filming themselves. Probably, right? yeah. Well, because they're all, they're all out doing one thing or another. Like... I think Sarah, at one point, she's out doing yoga. And I think Paisley and Pierce are out playing basketball. And I don't know if Sarah's recording all of them or if they're just recording themselves individually. Yeah, it's not really. But clear. And then Chad is working out, of course. Of course. Um, but anyway, so uh, Sarah, yeah, she's a, she's a wannabe TikTok influencer. Chad in, uh, is, is fully invested in her career. Um, yeah. 
And um, they, uh, yeah, so they're out there to party for spring break, if you if you hadn't heard that part already. <laughs> um, then they get, the, so Sarah gets this wild idea, for whatever reason, to make a video with them taking shots and then as a fuck you to the, to the man or, or whatever. Yeah, to capitalism. Or throw, she says something about the college being a capitalist right. institution. They throw their uh, um, school college-issued issued laptops. laptops into the lake, which then electrifies the lake. And after swimming into the, one of these laptops, thinking it's probably thinking it's food. Of course, I'm probably reading too much into that. <laughs> you might be putting more thought into it than they did. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever the case may be, the, the little baby gator got too close to one of these laptops and it electrocuted him. Now, you'd think this might kill it. You'd think. Also. But you'd be wrong, idiot. A laptop battery does not carry enough voltage to do that. <laughs> Especially when it's not plugged into the wall. Um, but do six laptop batteries by their powers combined? Uh, unlikely. <laughs> unlikely. <laughs> um, like, I don't even know how you could get a battery, like a laptop battery to electrocute you. <laughs> <laughs> even if you're trying to do it, I don't know how you could. I don't know. <laughs> Again, you're thinking about it more than they did. <laughs> Obviously. Um, uh, and so this contact with electricity then makes this gator grow to full size. Yeah. Maybe even a little bigger. Um, and uh, it crawls up on the land. And the night goes on and these kids are playing ping pong or uh, not ping pong, beer pong. Um, and, uh, then, yeah, there's so little of, so little substance to this movie. Oh yeah. It's like, how do I not spoil this? Um, cause now at this point, really, if I wasn't going to spoil anything, I'd just say it comes up on land and it starts to eat them. Yep. And that's what happens. (laughs) It's true. (laughs) Also, we're about halfway into the movie at this point. Yep. Yeah, because when like they're in the kitchen just doing shots or whatever, and uh, I remember thinking at that point I was just like, "Where's the gator?" Yeah. <laughs> like, was, is this the movie? Yeah, the thing that's in the title is off screen for a very long time. Well, I mean that's the case with Godzilla in most movies, I guess. But fair. But yeah, like I was like, is the movie just gonna be them hanging out and drinking? <laughs> yeah, because I could be doing that myself and it happen be having a lot more fun. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, so, I mean, this entire movie takes place over the course of one night, like 24 hours, basically, yeah. yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah. So I talked about how, like, it's hard to tell exactly how much they were leaning into this being really, really stupid. Because it was really stupid, Mm -hmm. but I don't know how much of it was on purpose or if it was just a combination of bad script and bad acting. Because, like, 
so the this the gator, as you might guess, is very poorly done. Like um, it looks realistic enough, like in it that it looks like a rendering of a gator. Yeah, not like the sharks that. If we you saw it on at. a computer screen by itself, it would look great. Right. <laughs> yeah. The biggest problem with it is the way it moves. Yeah, because like at one point, Chad has a samurai sword. <laughs> Naturally, as you do, and he swings it, and the gator just like moves backwards. Right. Doesn't walk. Just slides. Yeah, the legs don't move. Just the entire rendering just slides backwards three feet. Um. Yeah, and at one point it just kind of like floats up into the sky. Yeah, it flies. Yeah, like I mean, it, but it's 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 like a combination of it like flying, like because they obviously take notice of the fact that it suddenly floated up into the air, but also like you know when you do a bad rendering, like when you put a, 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 an animated object into a frame and you put it in the wrong place. It's kind of like that. <laughs> um, so it's again, it's a combination of like intentional and unintentional stupidity. It gets on the roof a couple times, too. Yeah. At one point, like, so they're uh, Sam and Hope. I mean, as you might guess, it's it's really, if you watch two minutes of this, you know who's the, who the survivors are. I feel like once we said the two people who don't belong here. You yeah, figured, yeah. Oh, it's, they're probably the ones that survived then. Sam and Hope are hiding out inside, and you know the, they've just taken refuge inside the cabin. It's like, well, maybe the gator will forget we're in here and, and, and leave. So they fall asleep after kissing a little bit, and they wake up in the morning. Do they actually kiss? I think they just got close, right? I don't think they actually kissed. Because then they heard the, the gator growl, and they stopped. Oh, yeah, I guess you're right. And then like, she looked out the window and didn't see it, and then they went to sleep, as opposed to being like, well, where were we? Right. Um, yeah, so they wake up the next morning and, uh, Sam opens the window and the gator is just floating in midair right outside the window. <laughs> Cause they're, they're anticipating that the gator forgot they were in there and it did not. Right. <laughs> um, uh, anyway. Yeah. So like I said, it's just, it's really hard to tell where the stupid ends, like where, where the intentional and unintentional stupid Start and be start and end, you know. Yeah, like their big idea to is to distract the gator with loud music so they can get to the car. Right. So they take this Bluetooth speaker and they throw it out the window, and then of course the gator goes and eats it, and it electrocutes him and makes him enormous. Yeah. Now he's like the size of the house. Right. Um. But yeah, it's like you know you've got the 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 very poorly done gator interacting with these people who are being mangled, and like you know the the blood and like the severed limbs and stuff. Those are actually pretty good. Yeah. So it's I mean, lots of CGI squibs and and blood dripping and stuff. But, sure. Yeah. Which is rendered you know about as poorly as the gator. Yeah. But like the yeah like the practical effects of it are pretty decent. Yeah. And so it's just like man. I don't know. Is it bad because they made it bad intentionally? Or is it bad because it's just a bad, bad, stupid movie? Maybe a little bit of both. Probably a little bit of both. Probably probably a little bit of both. I feel like it's more intentional than not. Yeah. I mean, the fact that they called it bad CGI Gator. Yeah, they're leaning into it. Yeah. Um, but the end is awful. Yeah. 
it was funny because my girlfriend was in the room like right when I was watching the end and she goes, that's it? Yeah. <laughs> She's like, that's how it ends? And I was like, apparently. All right. And then I like watched through the whole credits because there's they show, you know, the bog or the swamp or whatever. And so I was waiting for something to happen. Mm-hmm. And then like at the very end, it just shows bad CGI gator and big letters across the screen and then it's over. They didn't have a budget for more for more gator. What budget? It's the same rendering. <laughs> you just click and move it around, and that's that's how it works. Um. Yeah. So I, it's it, like I said, this is fifty nine minutes long, including the credits. Uh I hadn't. I didn't know that when I picked this, and you texted me and asked me if I'd seen the runtime. Yeah, when I put it on last night, I was just like, "What?" And had I not, had you not done that, I probably wouldn't have looked at the runtime. And when it was over, I would have been like, "What? What? That's it? What happened?" <laughs> because it it progresses like a normal movie for much of the of the film, and then it just kind of quickly ends. <laughs> this goes on and on for sixty or so minutes, yeah. and then it just sort of ends. <laughs> Um. Yeah, and it, it it goes exactly how you'd expect it to go. There's no surprises. Yeah. <laughs> um. There are boobs. Yeah, there are two boobs. Yep. On the same person. On the same person. <laughs> uh. Too bad that there weren't more. It's true. It would have been an improvement. Yeah. I mean, it's always an improvement. You can always use more boobs. Always. I think that's what Total Recall taught us. Yes. <laughs> Why have two when you can have three? That's right. Um, so, so there you go. <laughs> that's, that's Bad it. CGI gator. Um, yeah, the entire cast is seven people. Like, <laughs> Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah. And when you cut out the guy who was in the movie for like five minutes, it's six people. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm curious to know what the budget for this was. Yeah, but couldn't have been much. Yeah, go go figure. It does not have a Wikipedia page. <laughs> what the fuck, Monster NATO? What? The- <laughs> um. Six college grads on spring break get a cabin in the swamplands of Georgia. Once there, they decide to throw their school laptops in a backyard lake in an act of, act of youthful defiance, which unknowingly turns a lurking alligator into the dreaded and insatiable bad CGI gator. There you go. I think it would have been funny if when the gator was like a baby, like at the very beginning, if it looked really good. And it just, it became... Just, yeah, when it grew, it just like became bad CGI. I had the same thought. It would have been funny if it was like an actual gator just swimming around in the water. And yeah. then, yeah, it became a bad CGI gator. Which they could have done easily. Sure. Because like, you know, this guy, uh, Jim apparently is his name. He doesn't interact with the gator. He no. talks to it, but he doesn't like, you know, pick it up, wrestle with it or anything. Yeah. I mean, and you're in fucking Georgia. There's got to be gator wranglers all over the place. Sure. Or you just probably find some stock footage or something. Sure. I mean, like... When we were in Louisiana, we were driving down the freeway and there was a gator on the side of the freeway. Oh, shit. Yeah. So, I mean, that's that's what it's like down there. Yeah. Um, You know what movie did this better? What? 
Zombievers? Uh, yeah, I can see the comparison, I guess. I mean, you know, aquatic animal, psycho killer. There's puppets, though. It wasn't CGI. But... Yeah. Plus, I had John Mayer in it. <laughs> Although you wouldn't know it watching it. Nope. Which is so weird. <laughs> uh, okay. Um, I don't. I don't even know how to score this. This is a. This is a head scratcher. Because I'm still trying to figure out, like, because yeah, it's bad. It's absolutely it's, bad. But is it bad in a clever way? Right. By all in, uh, intents and purposes, it appears to be bad on purpose. Right. So how do you grade that? <laughs> right. I mean, if we just say... How much did you enjoy it? I mean, not a lot. Because <laughs> when, when it boils down to it, it it's a bad movie. It yeah. just it just is. Even if it's done intentionally, yeah. it's still bad. There's a certain point like you don't <laughs> I'll uh I'll um use a phrase but change it because the original phrase is a no-no. You don't go full stupid. <laughs> uh and this movie went full stupid. Yeah. Um, I think if they would have held back a little bit more to kind of like show that they were being intentionally dumb, like made more, uh, deliberate jokes about how dumb it was. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There's like a couple, Yeah, but they're really, they're not as ham fisted as they should be. Right. And it seems weird to say the joke should be ham fisted, Yeah, (laughs) but when it's a movie called bad CGI gator, where the antagonist is a bad CGI gator. Yeah, you got to go ham fisted. You got to go over the top. You got to just hammer them over the heads with just dumb jokes and uh, you know uh, blatant self awareness. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean it, it just it it because the jokes are like at one point Sam says like you know it, it, something looks wrong with it. Like that's that's the joke. Yeah, which was good. I I, I liked that element, and there should have been more of it. Right, but that's it's too subtle. Right. Um. Yeah. So, I mean, be, because of that, because it's not, because the dumbness of it wasn't all that funny, it's hard to, like, say, oh, well, this is clever because they made an, an intentionally dumb movie. Mm-hmm. So, um,. Give it a five. <laughs> uh, that's generous, I think. Uh, maybe. <laughs> um, I was I'm like four or five. I was. Yeah, I'm thinking more four. Well, yeah. So this is uh, available for purchase. Uh, Online or on sorry, Prime on yeah on any of the, the services um, seven dollars yeah and it's funny because Full Moon has a channel on Amazon that is seven dollars a month so you can get your I mean it's hard to call it a free month of Full Moon 
if you sign up for the channel, or you can just drop the seven bones on. You can buy Bad CGI Gator and get a free month of <laughs> Full Moon. Right. With with purchase. Yes. So it's not free free, but it's with purchase. Right. Or, yeah. Or you can just get the movie on on its own. Either way, yeah, you're or you can, seven bucks. Or you can buy a month worth of Full Moon and get Bad CGI Gator free. Right. Now, I mean, like, if you're if you like Full Moon movies like I do, there's, I would say, I don't think all of them are on there, but most of them are. So it's, if you can watch a lot of Full Moon movies in a month, if you're unemployed like Taylor and all you do is watch <laughs> movies, uh, then yeah, maybe it's for you. But... Um, yeah, I was kind of irritated when I realized that this was more expensive than, than our next movie. Yeah, me too. Uh, our next movie being, as we said earlier, one of the most talked about movies of the year. Uh, it's the Australian film. Talk to me, talk to me, talk to me, baby. Have you seen the group chat? I'm doing it again tonight. No, please. It's my mom's remembrance day. I just want to forget about it. I'll do it. Cannot go for more than 90 seconds. Am I clear? What happens after 90 seconds? <laughs> Don't want to stay. Light the candle to open the door. Blow it out to close it. Put your hand on it. Now say, talk to me. Talk to me. the hand feel like it felt amazing i could see and feel everything on the other side so my mom she was trying to reach out i'm here still been saying stuff you mean saying stuff what if we open the door but we didn't shut it I like you. They're not gonna stop. They're never gonna stop. All right, so the reason that it's taken us so long to watch this, like I said, it's, you know, it was a big, had a lot of buzz about it. I kept seeing good reviews. David Ferrier loved it. Um, our buddy Max loved it. I just kept hearing how good it was, but it doesn't look good from the trailer. The trailer does not do it any service because the trailer makes it look like a Blumhouse movie. Yes. And it looks like it's going to be one of those movies where there's some kind of event that unleashes a ghost who stands in the corner for most of the movie. Yeah. 
Now let's talk about what the movie actually is. I did not know that this was Australian. Oh, no? And I learned that yesterday. <laughs> uh, yeah, written and directed by, well, written by Danny and Michael Philippou. I think probably Filippo. Filippo, uh, who apparently are YouTubers. They oh. have a YouTube channel called Raka Raka. <clears throat> okay. Uh, so, yeah, this kicks off at a, it's a house party in Adelaide, apparently. I don't know that they ever said that, but or if, um, maybe it was said on screen. I just didn't pay attention because I thought it was just part of the credits. I rem- the only I think the only reference to Adelaide I saw was that it was released by, or it was it premiered at the Adelaide Film Festival. Hmm. Well, yeah, it kicks off with this house party, and, you know, we're following this one guy. He's walking around the party, and he's looking for his brother. Ducket, which is apparently a name. Yeah. And not a slang term for money. Yeah. Later when you find out, do they say his name at the beginning? Who? Ducket. Uh, they talk about him later in the movie. His brother, uh, Cole, which was a name I don't recall hearing. Uh, when he's he's looking for him at this house party, he's like, have you seen Ducket? Have you seen Ducket? Oh. It took me a minute to realize that he was referring to a person. I had the volume down at that point because she was on the phone, so I might have missed that. Yeah, uh, the, the kid was in bed, so I had to turn it down. I, I watched this entire thing with the captions on like a fucking white girl. <laughs> um, because later when they said Ducket, I thought it, it was a, a nickname. Mm. Yeah, he's going through this house trying to find Ducket. Finally, they... The fucking rager going on. Yeah, this is this is a, a like Vinnie Chase style house party. Yeah, as I say, this looks like a house party that you see in like teen movies. Yeah, exactly. That, like like everybody's out by the pool. Happen. Yeah, but the dude's mom is there, which is weird. <laughs> <laughs> mom, mom's cool. Apparently, I mean, mom's in there like like cutting up vegetables, making she's probably snacks. cutting up limes for fucking margaritas yeah. and shit. Mom's like doing blow off hookers' boners. <laughs> Male hookers? <laughs> yeah, they can be male hookers. Why not? <laughs> um, you know what dictingers are? <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so finally Duckett, or Cole finds Duckett, and he's like, they have to bust the door down because he's locked himself in his room, and he's all like beaten up. He's got scratches all over his back, and it looked like his face was all bruised. And, uh, um, I won't spoil this opening scene because it was pretty shocking. Mm, were, you, were you shocked? I was shocked. Oh, so shocked. <laughs> uh, cut to some time later. And we're introduced to Mia, who it's the anniversary of her mother's suicide. Mia, 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 Mia. Is her name actually Maxa Mia? Or was that just what her mother called her? Didn't her mom call her me or me or my? Well, at one point, the dad's reading the suicide note, and it it was addressed to Max and Mia. You say Max and Mia? Oh, his name is Max, isn't it? Yep. Uh, <laughs> I'm an idiot. <laughs> like Max and Mia is not a name. No, that's what I thought. <laughs> I mean, neither is Duckett. So. <laughs> I don't know. Australia is a weird place. It's like in Australia. Middle... Did I? I think so. 
I didn't mean to. <laughs> Australia. It's like Middle Earth or they're, something. They're all weird places. Yeah. I don't know what goes on over here. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, she's, like I said, it's it's her, the anniversary of her mother's death. And she wants to go to this party with her friend, Jade, who they know these two people that throw these parties where they have this hand. I mean, you, you, you know the gimmick. Yeah. You've seen the You've seen the poster. They have the severed hand and they, you know, do this ceremony with well, it. It's, and it, it's like, it's like plaster or something. Uh, ceramic. Yeah. Stone of some sort. Yeah. yeah. Um, but allegedly there's a real hand inside. That's right. what I say. Yeah. So they, you know, they're watching on TikTok. They keep throwing these parties and, uh, you know, people are getting seemingly possessed or some other kind of, uh, experience with this hand. And Mia really wants to do it. And so she has to talk Jade into taking her to this party hosted by Haley and Joss, like Whedon. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, you know, they bust out this hand. And so basically, the way the ceremony goes is you have to light a candle to open the door to the other side. And then you shake the hand and you say, Stacy. <laughs> Talk to me, talk, talk to, to me, me, talk to me, baby. And then once you do that, Stacy will appear. <laughs> or some other ghost or spirit of some kind. Yep. And then you say, I let you in. And you let the spirit possess you. And apparently these, these spirits have very strict codes where you can only be inside a person for 90 seconds uh, before you're in there forever. Yep. So... They time it and they just sit there and, you know, make fun of the person for being possessed. So, oh, look at that idiot. Yeah, it's like, it reminds me a lot of like, uh, um, God damn it, there's a name for it, but I can't, where you put somebody in a sleeper hold. The choke out game? Yes. <laughs> if, if that's, yeah, if that's the name for it, then yes. Um, yeah, kind of. Uh, or like when you would roll people up in a hide-a-bed. Never did that one. Really? No. Oh, man, that's terrifying. <laughs> I can imagine. It's like you're in there and you're like, no, I'm good. I'm good. This is fine. Get me the fuck out of here. <laughs> and then you're like, was I in there for like three minutes? And they're like, like four seconds? <laughs> like being locked up in solitary. Except that you can't move in any way. Right. Uh, yeah. And But then they, you know, they take the hand out and they, so then the, the, connection is broken and then they blow out the candle to shut the door for whatever reason i don't think they really explain why but Haley just does not like mia yeah I, like as soon as they arrive Haley's just like ugh, this bitch right and so when mia yeah it seems i mean it seems like a lot of people well, maybe not a lot of people, but just like people just kind of have a problem with her. And I've never, never really understood why. Yeah. Like she seems fine enough. Like I, I, she seems friendly and outgoing. Jade likes her. Yeah. Her mom seems to like her well enough at first. Jade's mom. Jade's mom. Yeah. yeah. Sue, who is Aunt Hilda from Sabrina. That's why I recognized her. I also forgot she was Australian. 
Uh, yeah. So Mia, you know, right away volunteers once they bust out the hand. And so she, you know, shakes the hand, says, says the, the gimmick and sees this big woman who's like, her skin is bubbling. Looks like she probably drowned to death. Was the impression I got. Well, it's like she, she did it once and there was this old man, like yeah. decrepit old man sitting in front of her and she like immediately took her hand off. And she's like, what the fuck was that? And, just, and everyone laughs at her. Yeah, and, just, and I think it's uh, Haley says, uh, it's, it's a different person every time. We don't, we don't know. Yeah. But. Yeah, and then she does again, sees this, this old, or this uh, big woman who's all bloated. And she says, you know, that I, I let you in. And she gets possessed. And she starts just telling uh, Jade's little brother, Riley, she's just like, I, I'm going to split you open. And she's like, run, run. Run, run. It just keeps saying run over and over until finally they go to pull the hand out of her hand, but they, they can't. She's got like a death grip on it. Yeah. And I, and they, oh, go she goes over the 90 seconds. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, and if they finally get away, but she seems fine. Once she wakes up, she starts laughing. She's just like, that was amazing. Mm. That's the thing is every time someone gets possessed, they talk about how amazing it felt. Even though it looks really fucking painful. Yeah, it looks painful and like terrifying. Yeah. But I guess it's, you know, better than busting a nut. (laughs) (laughs) Where do I jizz? (laughs) We jizz in the drink and that's what makes it light. (laughs) Um, Yeah, and then, you know, she wants to go back to the next party because, again, better than busting the nut. So why wouldn't she? And Riley is like, I'm game. Let's do it. And he's, he's 14. I think they said some somewhere in there. Yeah. And so Jade is just like, no, (laughs) you're not doing this. And finally they agreed that uh, he can do it. If he only goes for 50 seconds, just to be extra cautious. But so he, you know, shakes the hand and does everything. And suddenly Mia realizes that the spirit that's, inhabiting him is her mother. And so she's like, like, wait, you know, don't pull him out. Like this is my mother. I need to talk to her. And of course things go awry. Riley starts bashing his head against the table and just, you know, he fucks himself up. He, yeah. You know, we've talked about this before that these possession movies, the way that the spirits who are possessing a body look at it is the same way you would look at it as a rental car with full coverage. <laughs> right. Like, this ain't mine. I'm going to fuck this bitch up. <laughs> I don't give a goddamn. I'm running up on all the curves. <laughs> um, my, my friend's older brother, um, before rental cars got much more strict than, you know, as, as they are now. He and his buddies would, like, I think they were still in high school. They'd go, no, they couldn't have been, I guess. When they were in their early 20s, they'd go out and rent a car and just destroy it. Like, <laughs> they'd like, there's a there's a bridge nearby where we live, and uh, they'd just gun it. And, like, the bridge had a pretty good pitch. So they'd just gun it and get, like, get, like air up top. God. <laughs> and just decimate the the. The uh, undercarriage, the chassis. Yeah, yeah. There's also a bit on one of the. I can't remember if it was Jackass or one of the C- CKY movies. Pretty sure it was Jackass. 
or yeah, Bam Margera and some of his buddies rent a car and just, yeah, or maybe. Oh no, sorry, I'm combining two different things. There, there was that, and then there was also Knoxville goes and rents a car, and they turn it into a demolition derby car. <laughs> yes, I remember that one too. Yeah, I think that was in the movie. I think they both might have been in one of the movies. Either way, uh, yeah. Anyway, so uh, yeah, Riley's all fucked up, and Mia starts like having visions, even you know, because they go through this whole montage of everybody doing the the hand thing and it's just this big happy thing but then she starts having these visions of her mom when she's not doing the hand this was all before riley was it yes i don't think anybody would be as chipper before or after that oh that part yeah yeah yeah. but the visions of her mom are after yeah yeah sorry yeah i kind of went all over the place there um, and yeah, her mom's ghost starts like talking to her. Uh, she actually steals the hand. Mia steals the hand at one point so that she can talk to her mother. And, uh, you know, obviously she's not going to bail out in 90 seconds. Right. when that's going on. Uh, and yeah, things just kind of keep getting weirder and weirder and creepier and creepier. And, uh, then, uh, some shit happens and it's over. <laughs> yep. You know, don't want to spoil the movie, obviously. Right. What do you think? Uh, pretty, pretty, pretty good. Yeah, I thought for the most part it lived up to the hype. Um, I did feel like there was some plot holes, though. Uh, yeah. I, I, may, I don't. I wouldn't call them the things I noticed so much. Plot holes, just things that didn't quite make sense. There was a fair there. I mean, there's at least one fairly big plot hole at the end that we can talk about off mic. Okay. You have to remind me because I don't remember. Okay. And then why? Yeah. Maybe they're not plot holes, but just some things that I thought the whole ceremony was a little too convoluted. I don't think they needed the candle part of it. Cause at one part there's, well, either they didn't need the candle part or they didn't need the 90 seconds part. Hmm. Because at one point, point, they're like, did we blow out the candle? Maybe the door's still open. But it's like, what was the point of the 90 seconds thing? If the door is still open, I don't know. It seemed a little convoluted to me. Well, so the 90 seconds, like I think you said this, is because... But then after, the spirits can stay with you. Right. Um. Yeah, I mean, I guess... But so like if you get out by the 90 seconds but don't blow out the candle what happens yeah like where does that spirit go then i mean maybe it can repossess you or possess someone else maybe see these are the things that i'm that confused me right because like you tell at the end that i don't know if that's a little bit of spoiler actually Can you say it in a way that's not? I'm trying like, to. Do you, like, leave out character names or something? Well, even if I do, I think it's still a bit of a spoiler. Mm. We learn that these spirits only seem to be summoned when somebody takes the hand and says, talk to me. Correct. So it's not like they're just free-roaming spirits. They're just like, oh, look what this person's doing. I'll have a sit. Right. 
Um, but uh, it's like, yeah, they they when they when they do this, they they you know they take the hands, they talk to me, and they basically just pluck a spirit out of the out of the ether, basically. Mm-hmm. Um. So, yeah, I mean, if it was just like a spirit that. Yeah, I, I I don't know. I I mean, obviously that would take more. That would take some input from the creators, yeah, to really answer that question. We can speculate, but and we do know that. Well, I guess we don't really know. It's not really clear whether or not you can do it with other people. Because at one point, when Riley's in the hospital, he's unconscious, and they try to um, do the ceremony again because this is when they think that they didn't blow out the candle, and they're like, maybe if we do it again and we blow out the candle, then you know whatever's possessing him will leave because yeah. they think he's still possessed. And so they try to, you know, put the put his hand in the hand and say, talk to him. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't appear to do anything, but we don't really know. Right. Because, you know, whenever someone was, before they said, I let you in, nobody knew what they could see. Right. And so, and if you didn't say, I let you in, then not, all you really do is see a ghost and you turn to talk to a ghost. But yeah. it's not, that's the thing. I would do, I would think I would do the talk to me part. Don't think I'd do the let, let you in part. No. I'm, I got no use for that. Yeah, I mean, especially if you can apparently you, you can apparently call a specific ghost too. So there's that. Well, well, maybe, maybe, yeah. But I, I don't care how orgasmic it is. It doesn't, <laughs> doesn't, doesn't feel worth it to me. Yeah, there's one guy. Uh, I think it's um, Jade's boyfriend. He gets, you know, he. Does the the whole gimmick and uh, gets possessed and then he starts like rubbing himself and then he starts making out. He's with just the dog. making out with the like full on making out with yeah. the dog. Like it's not like staged or you know fudged or anything. You like see his like he's got his tongue out and the dog's just Licking going his after tongue. him. Yeah. And it's like a bulldog, so it's extra messy. Yeah, yeah. And then when, when he wakes up, he's just got like dog drool all over his face. Yeah. He's just like, please untie me, please untie me. Yeah. Like delete the video, delete it. Which that was the only part where it seemed like the person was conscious of what was of what was happening while they were possessed. Everyone else seemed like they woke up and it was just kind of like, "What happened? Where was I?" Where... Well, I mean, I didn't really think of it much until that. But after that, you know, um, that so after they did that, <clears throat> that's where the whole montage of like everybody at the party doing it, you know, multiple times it appears. Um, after that kind of gave some perspective on it and it did seem like maybe they were conscious of it um, because they, they, you know, they would come out of their trance and be just laughing their asses off. So. Right. And, you know, for Mia to say that, that it was amazing. It's like, if she was not there, how would she know? But when Mia first did it, she just told Riley that to run 30 or 40 times, that doesn't seem that fun. I guess, yeah. And I, that, like, I thought she was, you know, somewhere else in a some kind of euphoria. Yeah, I don't know. There's, it's hard to tell exactly what's going on at at points because it also kind of gives me the impression, based on the experience of of another person, that when you invite the spirit in, that your spirit leaves your body. Yes. So I don't, 
I don't know if that's and, the case. I mean, if I'm thinking of the same thing you are, that situation makes it seem a little less pleasant. Right. Um, yeah. So, Which, again, maybe that's the 90-second thing. I don't know. Yeah. It's hard to say. But, I mean, over overall, I thought it was really good. It was very creepy. Um, I, it was funny. I, while watching this, I was just like, the best horror movies, like the, the most, you know, creepy, kind of actually scary. My girlfriend asked me, she was like, was it scary? And I was like, movies aren't scary. Yeah. <laughs> but like to me, you know, the, the, the creepiest and, and most chilling kind of films like this are coming from other countries. Yeah. And I don't know if it's because of like different folklores and stories that they have that are kind of, you know, that we don't know about. And that's why we're, you know, kind of. Uh, you know, they're new to us or if it's just that America is just churning out the same shitty horror movies over and over again. I think it's that. I mean, we've, we've talked about it before, how the independent market is trying real hard to reinvigorate um, horror, mm-hmm. but there's, you've got just big studio films that they just want sequels, yep, sequels and just remakes and, you know, just, Poorly conceived ideas that are rehashes of things that have already been put out. That are cheap. Cheap, yeah. Yeah, I thought this was, this was good. Um, like I said, overall, I think it, it did mostly live up to the hype. I it Maybe I'm just dumb, but I thought there were parts of it that were confusing, as we've talked about. Yeah. But overall, I thought it was really, really good. Yeah. Yeah. And of I, course, we know it's been greenlit for a sequel. Oh, I guess I didn't know that. Or did we talk about it? I thought we talked about it. Maybe we did. I don't, I don't remember. We talk about all Which things. I assume will be called Talk To Me. Yeah. <laughs> probably like, it's probably going to be called like Talk To Me Too, but it's going to have the two. Like the number two. Yeah. Probably called Talk To Me, Talk To Me. Baby. <laughs> That'll be the third one. It'll be Talk To Me, Talk To Me, Talk To Me, Baby. <laughs> um, Because the hand's still out there. It is. Uh, who ended up with it? Do we even know? Uh, I feel like the last person we saw it with was Mia. Or Mia's dad. Yeah. Max. <laughs> Max. <laughs> Max and Mia. Max and Mia. <laughs> As his friends call him. <laughs> also her. Right. They're, they both call, they are both Max and Mia. <laughs> She's Max and Mia Jr. That's why they call her Mia. <laughs> it's like how, you know, Wardell Stephen Curry Jr. Everyone calls him Stephen Curry. Okay. <laughs> uh, you, do you liked it? Yeah. For, yeah, for, for the most part. Yeah, like I said, the, the trailer I thought really did not do it any justice. Yeah, the, uh, the trailer made it seem like it was going to be much kind of much more kind of actiony, right? Whereas this, you know, actually let a mo- let a moment land, which is I think is what a lot of horror movies are missing these days. Yeah. Um. I mean, you, you know me, like the these the kind of creepy slow so slow crawl movies. They're not my thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, I I appreciate them, but you know, I I much prefer slashers and sure. blood and guts and stuff like that. But yeah, I have an appreciation for movies like this. So um, that being said, I, I did enjoy it. But the gore was pretty good too. Yeah. 
Especially when Riley was fucking himself up. Yeah. God damn. Even though that made me cringe a little bit. <clears throat> um, I, are, are we ready for ratings? I think so. Okay. Um, I'll give it eight. That's where I was going to. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Cool, cool, cool. And that is uh, that is also on Prime. It is. I think it's most from, places from actually. Well, yeah. Bring money. Yeah, they want you to. They want you to pay money for that. Yeah, it's five bucks though, so it's not too bad. Right. It's funny how there used to be a price difference. Actually, I don't think you can buy standard definition ones anymore, unless it's like an old movie. Yeah. But there used to be a price difference between like standard definition HD, or you know, like Ultra HD, like they have now. But they're all pretty much the same price now. Yep. Anyway, so that's the show, guys. That's, that's, that's the, the show. show. You watch the new season? No. It's pretty good. Uh, we're going to be back in a couple weeks, guys, with our final episode ever of the year. Oh. <laughs> Uh, this is going to, yeah, double as our Christmas episode, as well as our New Year's episode, as well as our final episode of the year. Uh, Taylor, what are we going to be watching? Uh, it is our Christmas special. We're going to have two Christmas horror movies. We're doing a little bit of old school, new school. Old school, we're going to be doing Christmas Evil. And new school, we're going to be talking about The Mean One. Oh, uh, yeah. Mr. Grinch. Sorry, not not Grinch for legal reasons. <laughs> With our old buddy DHT. Yep. Man, we just watched The Grinch uh, with the kid. The cartoon? Yeah. Was it earlier this week? Uh, I think it was like Sunday. And again, he just pays attention for, for like two minutes. And it's not even that long. It's like 20 minutes long. Yeah. It's like, come on, kid. Yeah, we watched the Jim Carrey one. I don't. It's not like I don't like it. I just don't really want to watch it like i don't have the drive to watch it yeah see apparently they're making a second one that's what i heard but last i checked jim carrey retired so he's supposed to be in it that's what did they say as of yesterday i saw that he was like well maybe not signed on but like he was attached hmm. which i'm is he in sonic 3 i thought sonic 3 was going to be his last movie yeah i mean that's a weird note to go out on yeah it is so is the grinch too though fair that's more of a legacy for him, though. I suppose. What he should have done is gone out on, like, Ace Ventura 3. <laughs> okay. that's, I think that's what we all want. <laughs> or, like, Cable Guy 2. Yeah. Yeah, I knew you'd be about that. <laughs> but, I mean, like, you know, they did Dumb and Dumber 2. And, or Dumb and Dumber. Yeah. Um, and uh, that wasn't great. Yeah. Sometimes sequels don't work. Sometimes movies are just left well enough alone. Yeah. Better left well enough alone. I, I wonder if it would have done better if uh, when Harry Met Lloyd hadn't done so, hadn't been so poorly. So poorly. Actually, I don't know if it did. So fucking poor. <laughs> I don't know if it even did poorly. Uh, it was just not good. <laughs> but anyway. 
Uh, so catch up with us in a couple weeks, guys. Get your fucking eggnog and ugly sweaters ready because we're going to party. Hell yeah, dude. And it's not really going to be a party. It's pretty much a standard episode. That's, yeah. But it's special. It's a special episode. Tony will wear his hat. I will wear my hat. He'll wear his Santa hat. Because I do. Uh, and I'll probably wear my uh, Jason gingerbread cookie shirt, as I do. Yep. I'll probably wear my Secret Santa shirt, because as I was saying earlier, it's the only one I have. Yeah. <laughs> then we'll do our gift exchange, probably. Probably. Hopefully yours will be other by then. Right. Yeah, like, still waiting on the other part of yours and kind of questioning when it's going to show up. <laughs> but we'll see. Uh, okay. And happy happy Hanukkah to those who celebrate. Yes. Hanukkah. What's going on right now? Right now. Eight days and nights. Eight crazy nights. As Adam Sanderson once said. <laughs> you know the story Anders of Hanukkah. Sandstrom. Huh? Anders Sandstrom. <laughs> uh, okay. That's the end of the episode. Goodbye. No. Uh, so... What do I do here? Uh, Taylor, if anybody wants to follow us in the meantime, where can they go? They can go to greatplotpodcast.com. You can listen to all our old episodes. Uh, join us on Patreon, patreon.com slash greatplotpodcast. Follow us on social media. Um, don't, worry, don't worry about Twitter. It's going to be dead soon. We don't really use Twitter. That's right. Go follow us on Threads. We actually have Grave Plot Podcast on everything else, so it's yeah. much easier to find us. Also, Twitter is fucking cesspool. It is. And also, make sure to rate, review, and subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts. Put a little sum in the text box. doesn't matter what it is. We're probably not going to read it, but Apple and Spotify and them, they do give a little more weight if you put something. So put uh, what? They're like, oh, yeah, fucking comments. Yeah. Yeah, give me that comment. So just put what bad CGI animal you would like to see a movie of. And, of course, uh, greatplotfilmfest.com. Get your tickets today. Do it. Do it. Do it, do it, do it. That's it. Bye. <laughs> uh, see you next time, guys. Until then, I'm Skeletoni. I'm Taylor of Terror. And this has been the Grave Plot Podcast, where we're all a little dead inside. I can see you're thinking about the same thing. Yes, I see your expression when the phone rings. We both know there's something happening. In dancing around the subject A wound gets worse when it's treated with neglect Well, don't turn now There's nothing here to fear You can talk to me Talk to me You can talk to me Get in.